Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And the people have spoken. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Yeah, you you are correct, Remington. The people have spoken, and though in the past I have tried to discourage this behavior of our patrons, uh, and I was planning on ignoring our patrons again, uh, but then they did something that I honestly did not anticipate. Uh, Rem, our patrons fucking unionized. They, they, they did. And they, they centered around uh, a common cause. Like one of them, uh, is, is donating to an aviary, uh, because of it, as well as, uh, uh, which I saw, uh, Dylan is actually going to be matching the donation yeah uh for everybody who switched uh and boy were there a lot yeah no like, but sean mm-hmm. john you know what's crazy what's crazy rem what's absolutely insane what's that rem i i think and this this is true this is no nonsense not only are we it's like that but, he, but this, this christmas is a special christmas it is it let me fact check once every 292 years Apparently. I'm not going to, like, do super in-depth fact check, but it seems reliable. Okay. Uh, once every 292 years, Christmas and April Fool's no. fall on the same day. No, Rem, no, you can't it's do this. It's crazy. Rem, no, no. <laughs> it's, Rem, it's you can't. Madness. And what do you know? This is a year. It, it's it's no. genuinely once in a lifetime. So, Sean, let me tell you. Rem. <laughs> Rem, no! They're fucking donating to charity for this, Rem! I was final! No! Rem! Rem, you don't understand what you're doing! It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So. Oh no! I consider myself on this podcast the voice of the people. Oh right? god. I'm... And the people have spoken. Sean, this week we are doing a Torador Christmas revisit, but I get all the credit. <laughs> I get the credit. <laughs> Sean doesn't. Sean, no. I chose this as the voice of the people, all right? Oh, you snake. You rotten dog. You sneaky bastard. No. I get all the... Sean, Sean didn't want this to happen. I'm the voice of the people. I'm making it happen, all right? I got you guys. You fucking liar. You knew it was going to happen because I am weak and I give in to peer pressure. So you just took this as an opportunity to make the most of you having to watch a shit ton of anime. You uh, Don't make excuses, Sean. Don't make excuses. You capitalist pig. All right. All right. So uh, the, the pages, they, they've been crazy for it. Um, Sean, I, I, do we need to discuss much, if anything, in part one, because let's face it, they've seen the the episode's gonna be a long fucking episode. Yes, 
Uh, honestly, Rem, the only thing we really need to discuss is, well, first we need to thank uh, all of our lovely patrons for supporting us throughout the year. We It means a lot to us. We're, we're super, super grateful. You guys are all phenomenal. Yeah, you guys are... We genuinely, it is astonishing that we are as successful as we are. And the fact that we have, have a successful Patreon, the fact that we've built a successful community around this it's insane we love you guys uh whether you're a patron or not frankly yeah honestly it's just that like all of the love and support we get from patrons and non-patrons alike are the whole reason we do this at this point uh that and my crippling self-esteem issues but we don't need to talk about that this is a christmas (laughs) episode uh but really Ram, the only other thing we need to discuss is we have to figure out what exactly you remember from toradora because we only watched 10 episodes of it of a 25-episode series, and the last time we watched uh, Toradora was, ooh, a good while ago, I think. Because Toradora, if I recall correctly, I think was one of our first 10 episodes. All right, well, uh, yeah, yeah, for the, we, we, we did Toradora, and I, I remember my, my first thoughts were, wow, it's it's not just your, just like any other rom-com. And then we did the second episode, and I was like, wow, it is actually just like every other rom-com. Um, so, so I, I, I flipped on it and a lot of people hated it. They've been angry ever since. Yeah. Um, we've gotten I a lot of emails. Remember that there was a, an important beach episode. Yep. Black. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> there was a plan on the beach episode. Like they had a scheme going. All right. Okay. I'll give you a brief overview of the synopsis and it should all come in, come flowing back to you. <laughs> It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Yes, it has. It's uh, been... Ex- oh, fuck me running, Rem. The first episode of Toradora was episode five uh, back in April of 2018. Uh, and our second yep. Toradora episode was in November of 2018. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's been it's been a minute. And it's been a minute. And weirdly, both episodes exactly 46 minutes long. No <laughs> idea how that happened. Uh, this one's probably going to be a lot longer. Um, yeah, yeah, because it, normally I'm, I'm not kept in the loop. Um, I have been told that they're a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and But because honestly, Ren, there's not much point in leaving only five episodes left after this because what they really wanted was us to get to the Christmas episode. And I was like, yeah, we can do that. When's the Christmas episode? Oh, it's it's the sixth from the last episode. There's not much point in doing a, a fourth Toradora episode, in my opinion. So really, we should do it all in one go. Uh, but if you're a smart lad, uh, and so that your opinion isn't uh, clouded by binging everything all at once, you will space out your watching so you don't hate it on principle alone. Uh, I'm putting that on the airwaves, just so that uh, if uh, there's any doubt or any suspicion about Remington's true intentions, uh, that can be dissuaded. Um, and also to help cover my ass a little bit. Uh, but with that in mind, uh, the basic plot of Toradora Remington is a pretty uh, lovely little rom-com where uh, we have our two main characters, Ryuji Takasu and uh, Taiga Isaka. And they are, you know, kind of uh, loners and outcasts at their school. Uh, Taiga... Yeah, and she's like hardcore tsundere. Yep. She's one of the tsundere's. Like, when you talk about tsundere's, usually her picture is the one that shows up. Uh, and yeah. Ryuji is kind of... Looks like a scary gangster type, but is actually just a big like mama's boy softy uh and they form a bit of a weird uh friendship uh because they have a uh common uh a a very common situation that being they are in love with each other's best friends 
uh, and they both find out about this, and they both agree to help each other uh, get with uh, the other's uh, best friends. Uh, you know, kind of a uh, comrade in arms types of thing. And, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, and the story is uh, of their efforts and failures and their friendship of uh, trying to achieve these somewhat impossible activities, all the while becoming closer as friends and uh, all that jazz. And there's a lot of... All right, but of... like the beach episode was real important, right? Yes, yes. The beach episode was kind of important because it, uh, it was a big gathering of all of them on vacation together, uh, paired with uh, the... Uh, uh, fifth member of the group, which was uh, Sumire Kana, which is she is the blue-haired model character, who oh yeah, she showed up and I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And uh, they uh, there was a bit of drama because that's when they really wanted to put their efforts of uh, you know put out the effort of enacting the plans to try and set up situations to get together with them. And there was a bit of drama and some successes and some failures that, uh, oh, wait a minute. I just realized I, I misread. Uh, the uh, model girl's name is Amy Kawashima. Uh, Sumire is. Jeez. Yeah, sorry. They put the, Fucking <laughs> in the character line. list, they put the two blue haired characters right next to each other. Uh, and I looked at it at a glance. Uh, sorry. Uh, Kawashima Amy is the model. Uh, but anyway, and there was a little bit of drama and some, like, realizations made amongst the characters. Uh, hopefully it comes fl flowing back to you. Uh, but basically from that point, it was kind of a turning point in uh, realizing their own feelings about each other and about uh, the overall uh, situation as a whole. And after that, uh, it just goes on with the rest of the show. I figured episode 10 was a good place to end it on, and... Uh, that's why we ended it there. Uh, and where we're jumping back in, Rem, is we're going to be jumping into, uh, their school's, uh, culture festival. And Perfect. I, Sean, I, I just want to say one thing before we do the episode. So, for literal years now, people have been like, oh no, Remington, you just need to see more of Torador. It's been, like, so ridiculously common. Right. Um, people being like, you just need to see more Toradora. Why have you not seen more Toradora? Then you would you you would change your opinion yet again. Um, and I, I, it's possible. It is possible that I will flip back yet again to a favorable opinion. Um, but I, I want to make it clear. I, I want to let everyone know. Mm -hmm. After this episode, after I have watched the entire first season, all right? The only season. It's complete. It's not getting any more. Oh, perfect. Even better. Okay, yeah. So after I've watched literally everything... Y'all can't comment that, regardless of what I say, all right? I will have an informed opinion at that point. No more, if only it's seen more. No more, well, if you Googled this one fan theory or some bullshit. No, no, no. I will have everything. I will have everything, and my opinion will be set, all right? It'll be locked the fuck in. Well, you haven't read the light one novel, One way or another. <laughs> okay, listen here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, this is it. This is this is the final Toradora episode. There will be no more after this, uh, and Remington will have his informed opinion, which is why I suggest strongly, Remington, to not binge it all at once, you fuck. Because I know you've been doing that recently. Oh, time is an enigma, man. Two to three episodes a day, and you will be good, my man. If God, you push it to four a episodes a day, you'll be done in less than five days. We'll see. My Christ, Remington. You know you suck at binging. You know you suck at binging. So true. So true. So if you want the people 
if you are truly the voice of the people, Remington, you will give this your best effort. And it'll be a long episode, and we'll give everybody what they want as their uh, union-garnered Christmas present. Because we love <laughs> them all very, very much. And we also love our local aviary, the Tracy Aviary, which is a very good aviary. If you happen to be in the Utah area, the Salt Lake area specifically, uh, go ahead and stop by. It's very pretty. Got a lot of fun birds. Uh, and yeah. But with that in mind, Remington, I think we've stalled long enough. Without further ado, let's jump into our final episode on the hit 2008 anime, Tora Dora. Up next. Actually, the stuff with the dad was just like, that was the best part of the show. Oh, fuck me. Hey, y'all. Dylan here popping in with two quick announcements. The first is that since 15 patrons changed their names to support the Toradora Revisit, I have donated $50 to the Tracy Aviary to support their conservation efforts, matching our initial commitment of $3 per patron name. And our very own patron and Discord regular Farmer Weave went above and beyond, and he donated $100 to support that wonderful organization. The holidays are a stressful time for everybody, so if you want to decompress a little, watch one of their videos of the southern ground hornbills opening and playing with the toys from BarkBox. It never fails to bring a smile to my face. Those birds are so playful and so intelligent. I highly recommend it. The second announcement is that I am the featured guest on this week's episode of Shonen Flop, hosted by longtime friends of the podcast and previous guest hosts of this show, David and Jordan. We discussed the flat-footed flop known as Nehru, Way of the Martial Artist. You don't need to be a manga reader to enjoy the show, so go and check it out. Previously, once every 292 years, Christmas and April Fool's no. are on the same day. No, Rem, no, you can't it's do this. It's Sean, this week we are doing a Torador Christmas revisit. <laughs> Rem, you don't understand what you're doing, you capitalist pig. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. We are back after consuming the remaining 15 episodes of the ever-popular, heavily-requested Poradora. Now, Remington, uh, the floor is going to be essentially yours for the rest of this podcast episode, since you've got a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah, you know, just 15 episodes. Yeah, but I'm sure nobody will complain that we uh, watched all that in uh, essentially a single go, because... I, I will try to keep things as brief as humanly possible while also talking about everything I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, which is ideal podcasting, I would say. Yeah, but try to balance the two. Uh, it'll be interesting on this one. But, John, I do want to talk about one thing before mm -hmm. we properly get into it. Uh, so for, for before watching, I, I decided I was going to listen back to the last episode we did on Torador, right? Right. Um, and frankly, I thought I was going to be a lot spicier. No, I was totally reasonable. <laughs> and, like, I've, I've been a little bit inflammatory here and there for some memes since then. But the episode itself, I, I was totally reasonable. I made a lot of sense, some good points. Uh, I, I was in no way provocative to people's emotions in that episode. It's, it's a little bit insane. Except for the part where you talk down about a show that is, like, genuinely beloved by a lot of people. And but I, I so often emphasized that I enjoyed it. I know. I know you like, did, bud. It's so just, much in that episode. It's just it, it, every it just negative thing you said. Every negative thing you said was amplified tenfold by the audience ship. You have to understand. This was, like, when we checked back, it was back <laughs> in 2018. 
when we first started the podcast in the end of 2018 when we did our first revisit of Toradora. And uh, the sheer anger that a lot of the emails were at us for you having just a slightly less opinion of what it originally was. It, it well, was... And I, I, I had three main points. Yes. And, and throughout my, my review of the rest of Toradora, because everyone was like, you got to watch more and then it'll fix all your issues. The one sort of overarching point I made in this in the revisit was Toradora is good, but it, it isn't special. It is just a, a standard uh, YA rom-com, etc. My second point, uh, it, it, before I argued that uh, they didn't give a damn about the secondary cre- uh, characters. And my third point was uh, Taiga was nothing beyond basic Sundere bitch. Uh, th- those are the three things I had before. We'll see as we continue this episode uh, wh- whether I stand by those opinions or whether I've changed my mind. And you don't uh, think that's I have... inflammatory? <laughs> no, because I backed all of those up with a lot of great points. Yeah, I, I know you did, bud, but at the same time, like, I stating felt... Stating reality I felt... tactfully, <laughs> stating reality tactfully isn't inflammatory just because you don't want to hear it, all right? I don't know, man. Like, you said some of those things, and I felt like a little spark of frustration <laughs> well up in my gut. And I'm like, wait, I knew this was coming. Why do? I, why am I my, feeling emotions? My argument would be that it says more about you than it says about me. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, we'll see if those things carry on. Uh, I'll, I'll tr- sort of episodes 11 through 13. Those that triple chunk, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it's all about the culture festival, correct? Right, and uh, or at least it, there's two parallel stories. One is prep for the culture festival, um, where initially. Uh, all, all the horny boys are like, let's fucking unionize in the name of how horny we are. And if we all vote together, we choose the theme and can get all the girls to dress up sexy. Which, you know, like, maybe don't <laughs> do it like that. Um, but they're like, all right, perfect. And they, they were deciding what to do. A few options came up, but they decided cosplay cafe. Let's fucking do it. Um, everyone, everyone... Uh, start submitting their votes and talking about ideas, right? Uh, the teacher, um, who's having a hard time, you know, uh, things just going rough for the teacher. Uh, she's like pro wrestling, all in. Uh, then the dude bro, who becomes more relevant as the season continues, but I don't know dude bro's name. <laughs> no idea about blue haired dude bro. And then he has a buddy, which I just call dude bro two or nerdy dude bro. Um, uh, I, I believe you're talking about, uh, Koji specifically or Haruta. Sure. Sure. So dude, bro is <laughs> as he will be deemed, uh, <laughs> okay. dude, dude, bro, I- instead of, uh, taking all, all of the papers, counting them up and seeing a vote, he's dumb. So he just picks one and is like, this is what it is. Even though he was the one who had the plan in the first place and, uh, they're doing the pro wrestling. So that's what they're doing for the festival. Uh, which I, I am amused by. All right, let's see. Uh, to his credit, he comes up with uh, a nice storyline and script. goes all out for it. And everyone decides, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this shit. And the story has uh, uh, Taiga and Ryuji. Uh, it's the baddies, right? Uh, versus, uh, now I get to decide, what, what, what should I call her? Because my shorthand was just Ami. Yeah, you can call her Ami. 
All right, cool. Like, it's, um, her name is Ami Kawashima, so... Um. Yeah, the, the, with the K, though, everybody... Ha- either their first or last name, everybody has a K name somewhere in this show. So, um, I'm going to try to avoid that. I made... Oh, wow, there are quite a few K names, aren't there? There are a lot of Ks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I'm going to avoid the Ks to make it... Th- so, she's Ami. Uh, yeah, I, Ami was, I was is, about to count you, but then I was like, wait, it's literally only the main characters who don't have a K last name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Ami, um, who... Uh, she She's the hero. She's the model one, right? Yep. Who is more socially aware and also a bit more of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she has the lead. Uh, meanwhile, while, while this is going on you also have a storyline of taiga's dad coming back and wanting to be involved in her life um and this little three episode arc the getting ready for the culture festival professional wrestling bit it's amusing it's funny um minarin plays uh like sort of the coach and she has a bald cap with a scar and eye patch with some buck teeth it's a good moment especially because it just pops up very suddenly it's great um all of that, it, it's enjoyable and interesting, and it moves stuff forward uh, in, in a positive way. The dad stuff, all trash. All of it, super bad. <laughs> all of it, it's awkward. Um, it, it has a weird, skewed, and inconsistent view about family, and Ryuji's a bit of an asshat all about it, because like she was abandoned by her dad and Ryuji's like, do it. You have to family is family. He's probably a really good guy. All cause his own personal issues. And that, there's just some weird messages about family going on, uh, that also get reiterated later. Um, it, it's nice and weird, but yeah, the dad stuff, not good. The, the culture pro wrestling show bit really good. So bit, bit of a give and take here, right? Um, and when, uh, uh, when Minorian, when she hears about Taiga's dad trying to come back, she's pissed. She's like, this is bullshit. No, fuck that guy. And Ryuji's like, why? He seems like such a good guy. And then they just don't communicate. And now Minorian is super mad at Ryuji and Ryuji is super mad at her all because they have different opinions and decide to not talk about it. Um, which as we will see, as the show continues... The characters all get way worse at communicating. Like, they didn't start out great. They, by the end of the show, they are all some of the worst communicators I have ever seen. Literally, they almost every single plot line by the end is, I'm not telling you this, you should just know. Oh, but now because you didn't tell me this, this happened, but I didn't tell you. And it, oh my god, it's one of the most annoying ways to create conflict. And the fact that... More and more, they use it as such a crutch. It is frustrating. Uh, but we, we get to the, the pro wrestling show. Taiga and her dad get a little bit closer together. Um, and in the pro wrestling show, um, Taiga's like, Hey, Ami, just for one of the shows, my dad's going to be there. So could I play the good guy in one? Uh, and, and they agree. And it's all dandy. And so they, they we see the first show and there, there's a little bit of awkward moments, but it all works out. Um, people fucking love the show. And then uh, we are just told sort of in passing at the end that Taiga, hey, by the way, Taiga never played uh, the the good guy. And that's just how like that episode ends. It's very abrupt and also something Torador does repeatedly, <laughs> which I don't know why. It's a weird decision that they 
continue to do. Because it's not just like a cliffhanger where you have like a scene that sort of explains it, right? It's like, blah, 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 this is happening. Okay, by the way. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's some weird decisions is what I'm saying, Sean. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of weird decisions in life. Uh, yeah, but these aren't like, these are storytelling. Uh, then we, we end this three episode arc, which uh, after everyone's done their shows and stuff and every other class did a maid cafe, um, there's also a class pageant and every class sends uh, a female representative to be in the pageant and, uh, Ami can't be in the pageant. She's the MC. So instead Taiga's in the pageant, um, which the dad also doesn't show for, uh, and sends a message to Ryuji being like, hey, sorry, I'll actually, I'll be, I'll be gone. Uh, let her know. Uh, basically, th the father's storyline is just like a way worse version of the storyline in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> like, it's the uh. exact same. Like, identical in structure, uh, but this one's way fucking worse. <laughs> uh, which, once again, every... It, it's half of this story. The other half is solid. The other half of the chunk is solid. Everything relating to the dad. Awkward as fuck. Uh, oh, speaking of awkward as fuck, we continue because uh, they had the announcement and now Ami is like, oh, and Taiga's dad is here. Also, say hi, Taiga's dad. And no one is there. Uh, but that's the intro they agreed on. And so then uh, uh, Taiga, she tries to leave, then she trips, and then she tears the dress and then in like i think the most cringeworthy moment of the show mm, yes and it's unfortunately this bit isn't meant to be cringeworthy and it's because it takes itself very seriously that it is quite cringeworthy um ryuji starts a slow clap and then it gets faster and minorine and then eventually everybody joins in it's just uh, it's so cliche and awkward as fuck, and it uh, it made me cringe. It made me cringe real bad, and I did not like that bit. Uh, it, it, it's like there, there were some fun moments, but that bit, ooh, no sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and Taiga, she steals the show. She starts speaking in the mic. She decides to do the talent section, which is her climbing into a bag, and that's it. And then Taiga wins. And then, uh, uh, congrats. And then there's a Mr. Lucky Man race. Uh, so they race. But Minorine also decides to join in. And Ryuji is like, I don't want to win it for the prize that's the answers. But I also don't want to win it for the prize that's Taiga. But I do really want to win it. Uh, and Minorine also wants to win it. Presumably more for Taiga. And she takes the lead. But then she just decides to kill everybody. <laughs> so that Ryuji can win, but then he goes back, and then they win together. Uh, anyway, and then Taiga and, uh, oh, fuck, what's his fucking name? The, the other best friend. Uh, Kitamura? Kitamura! Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Kitamura, uh, Taiga and Kitamura, they, they dance at the end by a bonfire. Um, yeah, I, whew, it, it, it was a weird one. It was a weird one. Um, starts off a little rocky, I will say. I think that... The next few episodes are, are decent. The next few episodes are, are pretty solid. Um, but those three, hit and miss. Hit and miss. Not, not bad in, them, in of themselves, but had some bad moments. 100%. Uh, if, if you come to me and you're like, actually, the stuff with the dad was just like, that was the best part of the show. You're insane. You've lost uh, your fucking nobody mind. Nobody thinks that, right? No worries. Nobody <laughs> thinks that. No, you don't have to worry right. about that. It's the God. Christmas stuff that usually people talk about. 
Oh, don't worry, we'll get there. We'll see how I feel about the Christmas stuff. Um, so, let's see, the next bit... Alright. <laughs> I I feel like just the next episode I can just skip. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it, there's a legend started that everyone who Taiga beat up became happy over the break. And so everybody wants Taiga to touch them. Uh, at one point, Ami validates their really sad teacher, uh, which will just start a, a rapid growth in the teacher, who thus far has not had any of her shit together, but because she was complimented on her jacket, gets her life the fuck together. Um, yeah, other than that, like, uh, uh, there's not much that happens in this whole episode. There's some decent character moments. Like, uh, it's not, it doesn't drive the plot forward, but it's a fine episode. There's some good character moments. Minorine has this fantastic bit where, like, they're buying, uh, photographs, right, from the festival, and you choose which ones you're buying, and then you get them all. And... She goes all in on this bit, talking about sacrificing 90 yen to summon nine pictures and playing a magic or whatever. It's just like she goes all in and it's so dumb and absurd and I love it. Minorine, best character thus far. Easy. Oh, I still. can agree with you there. Um, all right. Then we get to episode 15. In episode 14, I literally wrote, they have no idea what to do with Kitamura. Um, because 15 episodes in, they have hardly done anything with Kitamura. And anything they have done, it's... He is, like, doing this because of this other person. He has no, like, personality or existence himself. So in episode 15, they're like, Oh, shit! We need to do something with Kitamura! So we do everything with Kitamura, all in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> one of our main characters, like... The fourth or fifth biggest character in the entire show mm -hmm. has fucking nothing. <laughs> and, and we are 15 episodes in. So yeah, this is the Kitamura episode. Um, Kitamura starts acting very weird. He quits the council, has a breakdown, dyes his hair blonde, starts a, a fist fight. Um, the the council president, they, they know something, but they're not telling. Kitamura, he's skipping school. What's going on with Kitamura? Um, and... So it's all it's all weird stuff going on. Uh, but turns out Kitamura he he even left home. He ran away from home. Now he's just chilling at Ryuji's house. Um, and, but he's in a great mood. He's he's loving life still. Uh, he just is also having a breakdown. Uh, are they like, hey, best friend of ours? So you good, buddy? Because it it doesn't seem like you're good. Not really. They're just like. Oh, okay, sure. I wonder what's up with him. Because they can't talk to each other. Nobody can talk to each other in this fucking show. Um, and like they might try maybe once-ish. Uh, so they play games until late. Um, Kitamura, Taiga, and Ryuji, they all uh, sleep over at Ryuji's house playing games and doing stuff. Um, then uh, later on, they, they start... Like, at one point, there's, like, a little pity party thrown about, like, not being able to help Kitamura, and, and Taiga's just, like, super down on herself or whatever for basically no reason. It's a weird moment. And there's, like, oh, if only I could help. Like, talk to the man. Jesus fucking Christ. Talking is uh, hard, though, Rem. But they never fucking do it. And, look, I understand talking is hard, but if you can never have any meaningful conversation with your friends, even when they're having a hard time, and even when you are actively causing them harm like will repeatedly happen later and you still can't even ask them like hey what's going on i i'm a little bit confused and uncomfortable right now like but that's that friendship ain't gonna work 
Um, it's real annoying. Uh, but, oh, it also was only in fi episode 15 that I, I reiterated in my mind. I was like, okay, Kano, the president, and Ami are different people. Yes. One of them has slightly darker hair. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, no, it's a mistake that to this day people make, uh, myself included, there were in the first scenes. half of this podcast episode. Yes, there were multiple scenes where I was like, I thought Ami was in the scene, but it was actually Kano, the president, who's way less relevant. Yes. But it just shows up sometimes. It was it, it was rough. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely a slight error on character design, I would say. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, anyway. Like, their personalities are completely different. It's just uh, they're both powerful ladies with bluish hair. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, which one's which again? <laughs> <laughs> so in the morning, the kids are all being loud. So uh, Ryuji's mom gives them money to get shut up and get the fuck out so she can sleep, uh, which, you know, relatable as fuck. Um, they, they go play some baseball um, at, at the like, I don't know what they're called. Batting cages. The baseball machines. Batting cages. There we go. Thank you, Sean. You know so much about sports. <laughs> I, you know me. Love me some stickball. Uh, so they, they bring him back and Kitamura's dad apparently told Ryuji's mom that he wants... Kitamura's hair back to its rightful color, and Ryuji's mom agrees to help, and Ryuji and Taiga, they just grab him. Uh, once again, they're, they're like, hey, fuck you, you're changing your hair back. They have a conversation with the man. It's all I'm asking. Like, your boy ha had quite a fucking breakdown. And, yeah. like, he's in a better mood now, but that, if anything, is more problematic if you know about mental health. Yeah. Um, but then again, this was made, you know, in the early 2000s. Who knew about uh, mental before health Before mental then? health existed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's it's a bit, oh, God. Uh, but Kitamura, he escapes, and they're like, we need to get Kitamura to become president. Once again, still not being like, hey, what the fuck happened? They're like, this is what's best for him, goddammit. Um, I know, I don't know why he had a breakdown, but I am sure if we just force him to do what he refused to do, it will all be better. Uh, and the way they, they, they decide to dabble into accelerationist politics, uh, by having Taiga announce her candidacy for president and is like, sh either she will destroy the system or Kitamura steps in because he's a good guy and prevents that from happening. Uh, so, uh, that, that's going on that you get the evil campaign going on into the next episode, right? Um... And as it turns out, uh, Kitamura is in love with the student council president. And the fact that she, she is going off to America and uh, Kitamura is just freaking out about that, which feels like something could have figured out. Also feels like something. Hey, Ryuji, that's your best friend right there, bud. Um, you had no idea about any of this? Pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, pretty fucked up. You didn't know and you didn't care to know. Literally just some rando calls it, Ryuji up on the phone is like, hey, so here's the situation. And that's how we learn. <laughs> that's how it's handled. You don't get a good, like, character moment. No, it's just, ta-da. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Kitamura, like, there, there's a, a chat and whatever going on, right? And uh, eventually, uh, they're like, hey, Kitamura, you need to be the president. And then... Kitamura's like, all right, I, everybody, I will be the president. Um, but, and so you're like, all right, cool, that's resolved. But then he doesn't apply? He doesn't, like, fill in the application? So they're like, oh, shit, he hasn't filled in the application. He only has 10 minutes. 
So Ryuji goes to him and he's like, you need to fill out the application, bucko. And Katamura's like, actually, nah, I'm not doing that. Despite saying I would do that. Actually, though. Um, and Ryuji's like, come on, bud. You gotta. And Katamura's like, I don't know, man. My, I, I just don't know how to handle the Kano thing. And I need to like let her know how I feel. But also maybe apply. And then Kano shows up, the president. And she's like, listen here, little bitch boy. Fucking do it. Uh, and she's like, okay, I will. So he applies and he becomes the president. Um, and then Kitamura becomes the student council president. And in his speech, he's like, by the way, I love Kano. And Kano's like, <clears throat> oh, what a jokester. And that's why he's going to be such a great president. Good cover, Kano. Um, Cause good God, what a terrible move by Kitamura. Uh, they... Uh, Ryuji goes and talks with, with Kano is like, you told him to do it. And she's like, I told him to f apply, not to, to declare his fucking love for me. Um, Kitamura is sad and crying. So then Taiga goes and fights Kano with kendo sticks, which I'm, a, I'm just going to say it. Kano did nothing fucking wrong up to this point. What the fuck, Taiga? What the actual fuck? So... They're just beating the shit out of each other with kendo sticks, which is a scene I didn't anticipate and is wildly unnecessary. Um, it stopped, and they're like, "You're heartless, Kano." Um, which like, no, first of all, you could. It's okay to reject a guy. That that's fine. That is okay. Um, but as it turns out, Kano does have feelings, but she, she knows that it won't work out because she's going away, and he needs to stay here in some weird shit going on um i don't know man it's a weird moment but kind of leaves and then ty gets suspended it's a weird moment <laughs> it's a weird ending and very it's a very brutal scene all things considered in this you know slices live comedy drama it and like i i could admire the brutality because like i'm all in if you're like oh look at this little chill slice of life rom-com and then you're like but it's gonna get a little intense right now i'm all in on that type of bullshit but you can't just do it for no fucking reason. <laughs> or, and especially you can't do it for no reason and then expect me to be super sympathetic towards the instigator of that. I mean, the reasoning behind it for Taika is primarily a combination of her feelings towards Kitamura mixed with the fact that she's got some serious anger issues. Uh, not okay. No. Not no, okay. It's not okay. I never said it was. I'll tell you what, Sean. Um, if a girl rejected you, right? Right. I made it made you real sad. Made you real, real sad. Oh yeah, Broke yeah. Broke your gosh darn heart. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go and bring a kendo stick to beat the shit out of her. That's I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> and I would hope you wouldn't expect that of me because it would be unhinged. <laughs> I don't. Look, Ram. If I did that, people would be like, hey, Ram, what the fuck are you doing? It would be like, she hurt my friend. And it's like, what'd she do? She said no to him when he asked her out in a very awkward public setting. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? But Ram, can you even call yourself my friend if you're not willing to slap a bitch with a sword? Oh, God. It, it's just real weird. It's just real <laughs> weird. Um. Anyway, so now we... Get to the Christmas arc, which, Merry Christmas, everyone. The Christmas arc is trash. Um, oh. The Christmas <laughs> arc is <laughs> The Christmas arc, it fucked with my head a bit.
because it it sort of feels like a different fucking show. <laughs> I, it, I, oh man, it messed with me. First of all, new intro that it's not nearly as good. Oh yeah, as the no, old everybody one. agrees with that. Like first one, oh, it, it turned on. I was like, it's a fucking bop, dude. Hell yeah, it had a lot better like energy and pizzazz even in the visuals. Uh, the, the new one starts in ep- episode seventeen. Mediocre, not whatever. Um, a premonition of of what's coming this episode. Um, so in all right, <laughs> okay. How do you even fucking explain this episode? So Minarine messes up an important game of softball and is super broken up about it and decides sort of like fuck everything, largely due to that feeling like she let everyone down. Now she's having a bit of a, a meltdown of sorts, um, which, hey, once again, good thing she has a bunch of really close friends by her side. They don't give a shit. I mean, they give a shit, but they don't do anything. Um, but anyway, so Minari, we it, it's a different side of Minari, but they're, like it's there's somewhat of reason. We see that uh, Taiga, she's all in on Christmas. She loves it. She sort of-ish believes in Santa, um, which... Was a brief rant on lollies for a moment. Why do they all have to be infantilized and have childlike personalities? Be immature, be believe in Santa. Look, you. It, all I'm saying is, it doesn't help the argument that, oh no, I'm into lollies, but I'm not into children. But I do like my lollies who both look and act like children. Like ah, but, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I will also um, clarify that they are still, you know, teenagers in this at this point. So it's, you know. It's real weird. Um, But Taiga, she loves Christmas. And that means she has an entire personality. It's literally the first time we see, like, very kind, generous, and cheerful Taiga. And it's not a graduate. It's just like, boom, it's Christmas. So she's kind and cheerful. Um, Also... The show becomes much more slapstick in this episode. Like, just a lot of high-energy, wacky comedy that's going on, which, not a bad thing, but it's just really weird. Kitamura has, like, oodles more personality now. He's, he's, now, he still doesn't have much of a personality, but he is sometimes zany. Um, so there's that. Uh, and, and Ryuji stays about the same. Uh, but yeah, it, Episode 17, you go in and the characters are behaving wildly different. You got different intro. The tone of the show is different. It's a little fucking weird. It threw me for a loop. Especially because, like, despite my complaints, I was vibing with the show at that point. Like, up to episode 16, there were plenty of flaws. But I was like, you know, I'm I'm enjoying myself. Uh, This was weird. This was some weird shit, Sean. Um, So... To sort of explain more of what happens in this episode, Kitamura has become the patron saint of broken hearts. Um, and I will not explain that because it's virtually meaningless. Um, a school Christmas party is announced. Uh, we have a really weird bunny girl Christmas dream vignette from Dude Bro. Don't know why that was there. Uh, Minarine is not going to the Christmas party. We... At this point, this is, like, the part where Dude Bro and Dude Bro's friend become relevant. As well as a girl named Kahara. Um, and not very relevant. Like, I was like, oh, are they gonna do something with them? No? But they're on screen more. (laughs) 
Um, Kara, she's just another girl. She's, that's it. Literally the whole personality. Um, and then Dude Bro 2 is trying to help Kitamura and Taiga get together, which makes Ryuji sort of jealous, even though that's theoretically what Ryuji was also trying to do. Also, Dude Bro 2 has very little motivation to be doing that in the first place. But then Kahara, maybe partially due to her crush on Kitamura, is rooting for Ryuji to end up with Taiga. It's just a weird fucking episode, y'all. Episode 17? Weird. <laughs> like, I, I do not get it. Uh, then episode 18, we start with a chat with the teacher that has no purpose but lasts multiple minutes. I just feel like I've been sent in the Twilight Zone for the Christmas arc at this point. Because, like, nothing has happened, but it's all... But what has happened is fucking weird. Um, Minorin is acting strange. Um, at one point, Ryuji and Ami are left alone. And Ami has a crush on Ryuji as well. Because why not for the shippers, you know? It doesn't go anywhere, but hey, let's throw that bait. Um, we got final exams. And after final exams... Um, uh, Taiga has a bunch of presents for everybody, including for needy kids. Look at her. She's a good person. Uh, she's not a completely awful human, but she is an awful human. Um, she We see her Santa memory. Then we get to party prep, and uh, and, and they set up this beautiful little tree, right? And then right as, as they hang it up, Taiga's like, oh, but I do also, this is super valuable and important to me, this star. Let's use this. Also, it's very important and fragile. And important. Uh, and it immediately gets destroyed. Um, <laughs> you know? Because that, that's what I, I like. My foreshadowing just done exactly like this. My, my foreshadowing. Oh, what a shame it would be if anything happened to it. And then something happened to it. <laughs> just, you know. Truly. A work of art. Um, I, I do like what happened to it. Because Minarine had tossed a ball that knocked the tree and the star over. Right? So, Minorine is, like, now even more uh, down on herself. The ornament bit was a bit forced, but the Minorine bit, good plot point, nice and interesting. Um, so, Minorine freaking the fuck out. Uh, she's, like, trying to repair it all by herself, even though it's basically an impossible task. Ryuji helps, and she's like, no, and he's like, but yes, though. Uh, and they fix it, and it's uh, exactly the same quality as it was before. Uh, and then Ryuji is like, hey, but what if... Maybe we went to the party. And then Minorine is like, nope. That's the end of the episode. Uh, all right. So then we get to episode uh, 19. Episode 19. We're still in the Christmas arc. Uh, Minorine not answering calls. Um, but Taiga and Ryuji, they get all dressed up for the Christmas party. Get ready to go. Taiga's like, I'm going to be your cupid. Let's do this. The teacher's going to attend a real estate seminar to become a, a businesswoman, become a better person. Uh, Kitamura, he's shirtless Santa. Um, we get at one point... Taiga and Ami are, they just start singing. Don't know why. <laughs> well, I know why. It's, it's so that the fans can be like, oh, my cute girls. That's it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's all reason. Um, Minorine is sad at home. And uh, Taiga, after singing, she just fucking leaves. And Ami tells Ryuji that Taiga fucking left. Um, and Ami is like, I can't believe that. At this point, Ami becomes cryptic as fuck. Um, everything Ami will say to Ryuji from this point, it's both obvious, but at the same time, meaningless. Uh, she, she's like, oh, I knew this situation would cause so many problems. And Ryuji's like, what? And she's like, ah, oh, you still don't understand, do you? And like, often that'll be the whole conversation. 
and they have that like 10 times <laughs> it's it's so much it's like trying to play father to tiger um but also you're both in love with each other obviously but that bit i won't say i'll just strongly imply and you still won't get it but i'll never clarify anything it's just fucking talk to one another like normal fucking people please <laughs> jesus fucking christ ah oh. It's one of the reasons I, I, I start to just get real frustrated because nobody is communicating properly. Um, Taiga goes to Minorin and is like, hey, Minorin, please go to the party. Ryuji's not leaving until you arrive. And she succeeds. Um, and then Taiga goes home and she falls asleep and then is woken up. But all right. So understand the chronology. She did fall asleep, but also she can't have for like more than two minutes. Because a giant terrifying Santa bear comes in and she's like, Santa, it's real. And they play and then she falls on him and it's Ryuji and she's like, oh, thank you so much. But also, Minorin, I did tell her that you'd be at the party, so you should probably go there. And he's like, ah, shit. Okay. Um, will do. Uh, and, and he runs off, right? Uh, but then Taiga is like, but actually, oh, no. I am in love with you. Don't leave. But he's gone. And then Minorin sees Taiga as Minorin is going to the party. So in the time it took Taiga to go home, fall asleep, be woken up by creepy bear Santa Ryuji, they have their moment together. She informs him everything about Minorin and sends him off to the party waits a, a few minutes and then chases after him in that time meanerine is getting around taiga's house do i understand that correctly sean more or less yeah cool all right <laughs> there are little um, details here and there but primarily you got it yeah and so uh meanerine sees that and she's like oh no so then she goes she ryuji's like oh shit i don't have my phone no way to contact anybody oh this is fucked up and then meanerine just pops up out of nowhere she Knows what's going on perfectly. And she goes up to Ryuji and is like, hey, have a cryptic rejection. Uh, I don't need UFOs anymore. And then runs away. And there's like, it's all fucking weird, dude. It's all real weird. This Christmas arc is trash, dude. <laughs> it's all, and at one point, like, at one point, Tiger's like, she's so sad. She's like, if me and Ryan and Ryuji end up together, then... Uh, then I won't be able to hang out with Ryuji anymore or spend time with him. What the fuck are you talking about? What actually the fuck are you talking about? Just because you ignore all of your friends when you're romantically interested doesn't mean that others have to. Here's a heads up, everybody. Uh, friendships don't need to end when romantic relationships start. Uh, that is just irrelevant spheres. All right. Um, real weird real fucking i what the fuck is this sean what the fuck is going on uh a result of early 2000s media oh <laughs> uh, I, I understand that the characters are are uh are teens soon to be adults it feels a little bit like it was written by teens a lot of the time at this stage um we we get to episode uh so that was the christmas arc by the way that was that was it there we go not great and that's what Th people wanted us to get to at least Oh, guys, I, I'm so sorry to disappoint you. I was hyped for it. It's the second worst arc? The worst arc still to come. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and don't worry, it'll anger people. Um, At this point, though, before continuing on, because we still have, we have quite a few episodes left. Oh, boy. 
Um, I want to revisit what I what I said at at the beginning here of what what I said in our first revisit of Toradora, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, two points that I made. One, uh, does not give enough attention or care to the secondary characters. 100% still agree. Uh, like, Kitamur had his episode irrelevant still. And from this point forward, he has moments. He, he does not matter. Um, Minorin, she has a lot more moments, but Minorin has... I wouldn't call it development. She just becomes bad. She becomes real bad. Instead of being fun and bubbly, but but still like pretty aware uh, and and decently smart, she just becomes non non communicative and a little bit bitchy. Um, Ami, she becomes more cryptic and weird, but most of her core is still there. She's fine. <laughs> she makes it out of here. Uh, but that point, 100%. Uh, but then the other point, Taiga is just uh, Sundere with nothing more. 100%. And in fact, Taiga, oh, I, wait, I waited at this point. I didn't want to open with this because it would anger everybody. Taiga's the worst part of this fucking show, y'all. <laughs> Taiga, worst part of the show, so fucking awful. So bad. Like, immensely, ridiculously bad as a character, as a person. Like, if she were sort of in... For example, Ami's role, where you're a secondary, tertiary sort of shit stirrer, right? Who can still have some good moments, some some nice friendship moments or whatever, right? I, I think that would be more okay. But she is not just a main character. She is the most important character. Even far more important than Ryuji. Fundamentally, Toradora is a story about Taiga. And that's unfortunate because Taiga is trash. She is fucking awful. So, folks, you so, happy yeah. you guys uh, banded together to get this episode? You must be real <laughs> thrilled right about that. I'll tell now. you what, but around, like, genuinely, right before the Christmas arc, I was like, you know, I think a lot of my opinions still pretty valid, but at least I'll I'll end up saying mostly positive things. Fucking Tyga, dude. She's so bad. What redeeming fucking quality does she even have? And, like, we'll get into it because it continues to be bad but i understand why someone like taiga can be interested in ryuji uh because she's hyper dependent on him and he gives her absolutely everything and care and attention and gifts and she treats him like utter garbage but then will occasionally have one nice moment and also will beat the shit out of him like guys that no they they need to grow a lot uh frankly in, in my perfect ending for this show, I think Taiga, like, ends up alone and learns that she has to but can grow by herself. Which, like, they briefly touch on for, like, two episodes-ish. They poke at it. But, no, yeah, no, it's it's not good enough. She's real bad. And I think the I think the reason she gets a pass is haha cute anime girl. Am I wrong? Um, I'm not gonna contradict you. But what I am gonna say is, uh... This is where you're going to get most of the upset people. Cause there are... See, I, I knew it. That's why I put it halfway uh, halfway in. <laughs> yeah, like, j just for a frame of reference, on Mal, you can uh, favorite characters, and there'll be a little number next to it as to how many people favorite this character. Uh, it's like a lesser used function, so I don't usually bring it up, but it's very relevant to bring up in this case uh, because uh, Taiga currently has about oh, 18,000 favorites, give or take. 
And whenever people bring up the Sundare trope, like in its purest, like undistilled, raw, painful form, uh, they usually bring up Taiga. Well, and see, here's the thing. I've mentioned this before. First, as I mentioned before, she's nothing but Sundare. Um, nothing beyond that. Um, I, I suppose, wait, really likes Santa Claus. All right, boom. She's a Sundare who really likes Santa. We finally got something on the list that's not basic Sundare. It's not much better. It's something. Um, and the problem is Sundares are not good relationship partners. Oh, excuse me. I got, I got that number wrong. It was 30,000. I was looking at it. Oh God. They're not healthy relationship partners. You need communication. You need some sense of mutual effort and Sundares by definition go against that. Now, you can have specific people who have tsundere traits, but who have other favorable traits where it could still work out. But a pure tsundere, that's an unhealthy relationship, y'all. It's not a good one. It's high maintenance, no reward. It's not okay. All right? It's not, it's not good. If you got, maybe if you have like a humiliation fetish. Sure. I don't know, man. Follow your dreams. I mean, you but, are talking to the right community for that. It's, it's gotta but be said. If, if, if you're talking about fulfilling relationships nah man it's just not how that goes um let me put it this way if you're with a tsundere you probably deserve better than a tsundere uh anyway so i just wanted to address those points before we continued on i mean everybody who uh had any hope for this episode is left already so you're probably safe to say whatever you want now see that's what i was thinking (laughs) i thought I I thought i would crush their will with the christmas art and by that point i'd be mostly safe <laughs> um, I mean, so, like, mostly safe is a thing. There are going to be some people who hate listen to this. You know, it's it's like when you have a relationship with somebody that you uh, extremely dislike, but for whatever reason you get something good out of it. Uh, that's well, yeah, exactly and then what people are going to do with this. They'll send hate you. emails uh, being like, Remington, you're totally wrong. You don't fucking understand. Uh, but then they will not address any of my points. Um, they will just ignore those completely, which, God, you guys have no idea how often that happens. Uh, it's literally every other complaint email we get, actually. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, guys, I'm, I'm not always right, but when I'm wrong, you gotta, like, gotta back it up. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta bring up something. Anyway, so th- there's a New Year's festival, um, that Kitamura and Taiga, uh, go to, and they see each other together. Uh, Ryuji is out with a serious flu. Um, but then we skip over that break and we get back and Ryuji's back and Taiga is ignoring Ryuji. But then when she talks to him is like, I blame myself because for Minorin rejecting you because I'm always spending time with you and giving the wrong impression. Uh, which, you know, that would be a fantastic conversation to have with, I don't know, uh, Minorin. That'd be a real gal to gal conversation being like, Hey, you know. I, I, I think you got the wrong impression. I think you should go for it because I, I think you like him, right? That'd be a nice little conversation to have. Uh, and then, and then she, Meenerin would say like the exact same thing and they'd be like, oh, okay. We're best friends communicating about our feelings with one another with the person we trust most in this world because we are best friends. Um, but that does not happen. Uh, th- there's a class trip planned. They're going to go to Okinawa. Uh, but unfortunately, um, their, their hotel burnt down, so instead they're going to the mountains. They're going on a skiing trip. Um, on the skiing trip, uh, Ryuji 
is now super bitter and Ryuji has become an asshole. So he's like ignoring Kitamura and stuff. Um, like, the, like Ryuji genuinely, he has a character regression through this series. And it starts around now after Minorin's rejection. Um, where he was, he started out pretty mature and stable. Around now, he is a bit of a selfish, careless asshole who's really immature. So, you know, Taiga, she improves a small inch, uh, and Ryuji degrades a yard. So if that's the character development you wanted, hey, there you go. Um, so at one point, uh, at one point, Ryuji and Minorin are talking, and Taiga interferes to make them have to walk together, um, and they start talking, and it seems all good and nice, right? Um, but still, uh, at this point, Minorin becomes less of a person and more just a mysterious object of affection, right? Wh what is she thinking? What is she feeling? What's going on inside of her head? Well, if you try talking to her, of course not. <laughs> why Why would I talk to, to the person who's my close friend and who I have a crush on or my best friend? friend in this whole wide world. Why would I talk to them to figure out what they're thinking or feeling? I just need to act awkward around them and try to analyze. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so, uh, they, uh, a group meets together at Taiga's place and they're all planning the, the thing. And there's a big long moment of everybody being like, ah, this is nice. Uh, and that's the whole moment. Cool. Um, episode 21, they go up to the mountains. Uh, they're skiing, Taiga's sledding because she doesn't, because uh, she can't ski. Um, Ryuji is like, hey, this, it's pretty weird that suddenly you're automatically okay about Kitamura. Uh, and you're not acting like weird around him. Uh, and Taiga's like, don't worry about it. Uh, Kahara, the random girl, gets in an argument with Dude Bro 2. That happens. Um, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> they end up making up and they'll end up in a relationship at the end. Why not? Uh, Ryuji... Uh, hangs out with Minorin, and Minorin talks about how she wants to, like, help others. Uh, she doesn't believe that Taiga likes, uh, uh, uh I just said his name. Sean. Hmm? Uh, Ki, Ki, Ki. Kitamura. Oh, God, there's so many fucking names, dude. Um, then, finally, we, we get something that should have happened, like, ten episodes ago, ago. At one point, Ryuji, uh, hanging out with, with the other boys in, in sort of the, the room they have together, right? And they're all talking together. Um, and, uh, and, and Ryuji, it, he, he's come to believe that it's hopeless, that he will never learn what Minorin really thinks about him. Um, I will point out, he has tried literally nothing at this point. Uh, and he has this little bit all about how he'll never know. Which, what the fuck, bud? <laughs> Do we want to try anything? Uh, but we have a really nice little scene where the boys are all chatting together and Ryuji is like, yeah, you know, I like Minorin and all the boys are like, oh my God. And he's like, yeah, but she rejected me. And they're like, what? Rejecting our boy? And it was like, just so nice to see any friendly interactions at all that weren't exclusively centered around both Ryuji and Taiga, you know? Um, it should have happened 10 episodes ago. I'm just glad it's happening at all. So they're like... Let's go talk to Minari about it. Let's figure it out, boy. So they go march to the girls' room, and none of the girls are there. So all the boys decide to creep on the girls' room. Uh, but then Taiga arrives, so they all hide in the closet together. And then uh, the other girls are coming to return, and they they bring Taiga into the closet with them. And they're like, don't worry about it. Keep quiet. Then we get another interesting scene um, where 
The girls are all talking now, right? And Ami calls out Minorine being like, hey, so why, why, why are you pretending... Why are you pretending that, like, one, that you don't have feelings, and two, that, like, nothing is going on when stuff is obviously going on right now? And Minorine is, like... It, it creates a really nice moment where Minorine yells at Ami, uh, and, and Ami is like, yeah, but I'm fucking right, though. And I can appreciate that Ami, while being a bitch, is the only one to deal with any amount of confrontation for proper communication. Like, she's the only one who knows what the fuck is going on, and also the only one to bring up these conversations. Which, frankly, y'all, you need. You need this. Um, so, uh, at one point, Ami and, uh, and Ryuji are, are talking, right? Ami, uh, sort of blames herself for, for Minorine rejecting Ryuji, but they're interrupted by Taiga and Minorine. And then Ami calls out Minorine, uh, while well, Ami yells at, uh, Minorine, and then they straight up fight. Once again, boom, fist fight. Um, this one, a little bit more justified. Or at least it makes sense, like, within the narrative. Far more than the fucking kendo stick battle from before. Right. There's some commotion. Uh, Minorine's lost hair clip, which was a gift from Ryuji. Very important. Um, it gets lost into the snow. So Taiga follows it. And apparently, immediately, though we don't see it immediately, falls down a snowy hill and hits her head open and gets knocked the fuck out. Almost guaranteed concussion. She also gets buried in the snow, and that lasts for hours? <laughs> like, it, it takes, a, they're like, oh, man, where'd Taiga go? She's lost. Oh, I hope she returns. It's like, motherfucker, she's fucking dead, dude. Um, so our our main trio of uh, Ryuji, Minorine, and uh, Katamura, uh, all, Kitamura, all go to search. Uh... They immediately find her because it's, like, very obvious. And Ryuji goes to, to pick her up and rescue her. Um, which, once again, she's bleeding, unconscious, definitely concussed, and has been buried in the snow unconscious for hours. Just want to clarify all of these things. Um, it's all fine. I just, what the fuck? That's ah, fine. <laughs> She's small. She can hibernate. It's She's, fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the smaller you are, the better you can serve heat, right? That's how yeah. that works. Yeah. No, it's all the heat is compressed into one small shape. Yeah. Therefore, it stays there longer. So as Ryuji is bringing her out, she, apropos of nothing, she's like, "Oh, are you Ryuji? No, you're Kitamura. I mean, she's concussed, so it makes a little bit more sense. And she's like, "Oh, Kitamura, I love Ryuji," which is evidently what she and Kitamura were talking about at the New Year's festival that we saw half a scene from. Um, and then they fall. Pre pretty, pretty dramatic little little point to have them fall back down the hill, right? Yeah, so episode 22, they're all back in class. Um, we start episode 22 with a real weird fucking moment where Ryuji screams Taiga's name as loud as possible in class. Um, and we learn that uh, Ryuji and Taiga, they're doing all right. That fall, uh, episode 21, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it was sudden and also meaningless. Uh... Ryuji asks uh, Kitamura to lie to Taiga if she asks me, like, hey, so just tell her you were the one who carried her up because I can't handle confrontation. Um, we get a meaningless scene, ramen with the boys, with a ramen master who sprays broth everywhere. Cool. Um, the mom gets a new job, Ryuji's mom. Um, she's working real hard, um, and and Ryuji feels a little bad about that. Taiga finally arrives. She, she hasn't been to school. She's been ignoring Ryuji. Um, for no reason, she's been re ignoring Ryuji for literally just no reason. Um, that's not exaggeration. 
There is no reason. Uh, but she arrives, beats the shit out of Ryuji, also for no reason. Um, and Ryuji's like, well, that solidifies it. I'm, li I'm in love with Taiga. And that's the whole of episode 22. <laughs> Another weird up. There are a lot of just weird fucking episodes. Uh, episode 23, uh, Taiga and Ryuji are talked about by their teacher about their career plan. Uh, once teacher leaves, Taiga talks about how she wants normal love and how hard it is to be a rich girl. Um, Ami and Ryuji at one point talk and Ami talks about how she wanted to save Taiga from getting hurt. Um, Ryuji's mom is sick. Um, and he, and he blames himself for her like collapsing and being sick and struggling. So he decides to get a, a job with Taiga. They work at a little chocolate shop. Um, nice old chocolate scene. Weirdly, like a lot of the stuff that I'm skipping out on are the good bits. Which it's not because, like, I want to make the show look bad. It's because they don't matter to the plot, but they're also the best bits. Because they're they're the more slice-of-life elements, right? And the show, it has nice dialogue. The, the characterization's pretty decent. When the characters are interacting with each other, it's pretty enjoyable most of the time. When they're trying to move forward the plot with Taiga and Ryuji, <laughs> it shows often good in spite of that rather than because of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Taiga gets chocolates for everybody. She gets chocolates, but then she... All right. <laughs> she buys chocolates to melt down the chocolates and make new chocolates from the chocolates she bought? Okay. All right. So, this is a very common thing. Uh, the general idea is... Uh, so, uh, so, Valentine's Day in Japan, Remington, is a bit different than it is anywhere else. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, it, they take it a little bit more seriously, generally speaking. Sure. And one of the like ways for uh, to show that you really care about somebody is to quote unquote make the chocolate yourself. Uh, a lot of times it involves <laughs> taking it and uh, reshaping it into a new uh, custom shape, uh, usually like a heart or like it. It just depends on how much. Like the more effort you put into it is usually equivalent to how much you care about the person. Uh, generally speaking, um, it's very indirect and very interesting. Also, it's usually only the, um, uh, it's usually only the girls that give chocolates to the guys. And then there's another holiday down the line called White Day, where, uh, the guys will get something to the people who gave them, uh, chocolate in general. It's a very interesting version of the custom. Uh, but that's, that's why. That's why. It's it's a cultural thing, and you should be careful about what you say next, is all I'm going to say. Perfect. Hey, as with many cultural things, including here in America, it's a bit silly. Uh, okay. But it's, it's okay. It's okay that it's a bit silly. So, uh, she gives out the chocolates, and she Taiga mentions uh, Kitamura carrying her, and Minorin notices her say that, uh, because she knows that Ryuji carried Taiga, and Minorin doesn't know what's going on, but she knows there's some bullshit in the air and Minorin's like hey what the fuck what the fuck are you talking about uh Ryuji was the one that carried you and then Taiga's like panic and then Kitamura and Ami block the doors and Taiga freaks the fuck out as does Minorin and then Taiga runs away dramatically and Minorin is like I'm going to follow Ryuji will you um and the drama especially in this scene it sort of reached reality tv levels and however you interpret I mean that, you're probably right. <laughs> it's like, guys, don't get me wrong. I can enjoy some, like, trashy romance, right? 
where it's like, oh my God, these crazy bitches. I can enjoy that. This show isn't trying to be that though. This show is trying to be like, wow, how heartfelt, how human, how emotional. That's not how you accomplish that. Just the drama and the melodrama, the characters all screaming at one another for very little basis. Just talk to one of each one another, you fucks. Jesus Christ. In the early uh, so, 2000s, Rem, you, you can't talk to each other in the early 2000s media. It doesn't work that way. Oh, God forbid. Uh, Minori and Ryuji, uh, they go after... All right, so first of all, episode 24, it's a fucking doozy. Like, I feel like they were ready for like 28 episodes and were like, oh, shit. <laughs> they got informed around episode 24, which already had quite a bit. Uh, episode 23, rather, um, which already had quite a bit. And they, they were like, hey, actually, only 25 episodes, only only uh, three more to go. And they were like, fuck. So they cram it all the fuck in there. So are you prepared to go warp fucking speed? Uh, they, they chase after Taiga. And while they're chasing after Taiga, Minorin uh, confesses her love for Ryuji. She falls flat on her face. They don't catch Taiga. Minorin falls flat on her face. They go to the nurse's office where uh, Minorin motivates Ryuji to follow Taiga. And chase after her because she knows that Ryuji also loves Taiga. Um, apparently he fails because the next time he sees Taiga is working at the chocolate shop. And she shows up. And they, they spend it there. And, and Taiga's like, remind me to tell you something once we get off work. So they get off work. And they're getting ready to talk. But then, all of a sudden, Ryuji's mom and Taiga's mom, first time we're seeing her, they show up. And Taiga's mom wants to take Taiga uh home and take her away and uh ryuji's mom yells at ryuji for working because she doesn't want him to work because he's a special little boy and the ryuji just like really gets deep cuts on to his mom talking about how she's just not a respectable person uh which feels wildly unnecessary my dude um then ryuji and taiga they run away together we get some exposition about taiga's mom um, before, like, Taiga and Ryuji, they're talking on a bridge and throw a little bit of a pity party for themselves. And then Taiga pushes Ryuji off the bridge. And he dies. Um, and he dies. End. That's the end of it. <laughs> He's just fucking dead. Well, it is interesting because she's like, don't jump off the bridge and kill yourself. And then she pushes him onto the bridge. And might I know, it is extremely shallow water. Like, it is eight inches of water or so Um, for a good... 25 30 foot drop at least mm. uh he's fine uh in fact she goes and and jumps and joins him and ryuji is like let's run away and get married um uh, and then they're like all right let's say we love each other first but then they get a phone call and it's kitamura and he's like hey come over to my house and it's to escape their moms and ami and minarin are also there and Ami gets Ryuji to declare his love for Taiga out loud. And they tell the friends about their plans to go run away and get married together. And their friends are like, this is a terrible idea. But Minorin is like, hey, you know those like eight part-time jobs I'm doing? Here's all the money that you need for that. And Ami's like, here's my beach house. And Kitamura's like, here's some rice vouchers. Uh, and so then they go, Taiga and Ryuji, they go off to go suddenly get married. And then Minorin cries to Ami and is, is like, oh God, I'm just so sad. And Ami's like, is it because you're losing Taiga or because you're losing Ryuji or is it both? And Minorin's like, sadness. 
Um, Ryuji, he gets home to grab a few things real quick and not be caught by his mom, but his mom isn't even there. She ran away and she took the bird too. Um, so then we see that, uh, Taiga and Ryuji, they got on a train going away and then they go and they, they visit Ryuji's grandparents and that episode 24, it's one episode, my dude. Would you like, uh, would you like to know? <laughs> it's one fucking episode. Uh, this might make a little bit more sense for you then. Uh, so the entire Toradora light novel series is 10 volumes total. Eight of them. Episode 24. It's not too far off, honestly, actually. I don't have the exact, uh, the exact ratios because I haven't read them. But if I'm not mistaken, I think the last two episodes are a full novel. Oh Jesus Christ! It's and, which and the novels are so about much. two to three hundred pages each. There's so so much, dude. It, it, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Also, running you you all can't even tell each other that you love each other. You all, Ryuji, you're just straight up. You're, but you're being abused in this relationship, and you're about to go get run away and get married. Apropos of nothing, you dumb motherfuckers. Um. And then the friend's just endorsing this. Like, where Ami, why, you're the voice of reason. Speak some fucking sense into these motherfuckers. Uh, anyway, episode 25. Uh, Ryuji's mom shows up to the grandparents' house and is surprised to see Ryuji because, and Tordoer does this a lot, off screen, Ryuji lied and said that he hurt himself to get the mom to show up to the grandparents' house. Um, we learn about Ryuji's dad and how he ran off. Um, Ryuji and Taiga, they're going to be sleeping in the same room. And they're super embarrassed about it. And guys, I'm going to give some life advice just out here generally. If you're embarrassed about sleeping in the same room as somebody and like being around somebody, maybe don't get married. That's my hot take. <laughs> That's my controversial hot take. Um, you do have to remember that they are teenagers in Japan, Remington. It's a, that's another cultural thing going on there. They're... About 18. They emphasize that. Yep. That is old enough to know better, my man. Uh, well, maybe in America. Or actually, hell, half the time not even in America. Like, I don't know, man. I, I remember high school. And there were a lot of people our age making really stupid decisions of a similar nature. Sure, stupid decisions. Like, uh, uh, this isn't even just about getting married too early. This is getting married to someone you, you started a relationship with that day and who you are uncomfortable being in any way romantic with or telling them you love them or sharing the same room or talking to like a person. That, that, oh, that's lots of red flags, my dude. Uh, it's all blood red at that point. So, um, they have a, a little pretend wedding at night and they have a nice dry kiss. Um, I say dry kiss, it's emphasized how dry it is. Um, then... Uh, Taiga, she goes home, tries to find her mom, gets some angry emotional voicemails from her mom. Uh, and then she leaves a letter to Ryuji. She's like, oh, I'll see you at dinner, Ryuji, with you and your mom, just like normal. Things will be fine. Um, leaves a letter for him, doesn't show up for dinner. And then the teacher announces to everyone, hey, Taiga's actually leaving with their mom. So, you know, um... And Minari goes to Ryuji, he's like, hey, what the fuck? Where the fuck did Taiga go, Ryuji? And Ryuji's like, 
uh, uh, you know, she just disappeared out of nowhere. Which, you know, maybe another sign <laughs> that, like, she's not fucking ready for this shit. Um, there's some, like, message and stuff about, uh, uh, Star and whatever. They send a picture back to her. Um, the bird finally says its name. Then, uh, at the end of the year, Taiga returns. And when she returns, school's out. Everyone's talking outside, right, outside of the campus. And Taiga's strategy was to go into their classroom hope that she was seen and then hide in a locker and hope that Ryuji popped in and that she would surprise him, which all of that works out except Ryuji checks the locker and sees her. And she's like, I want to surprise you, which she could have, but then for some reason didn't um, because you got to get the fake out of like, oh, is she not actually there? Um, anyway, uh, Ryuji's like, hey, Taiga, I love you. And she physically assaults him. And that's how we end the series. So now I've seen it all. And everybody who asked you to see it is either pissed or crying. So good work, Ren. I'm just saying, Hope you're you, happy. Guys, you all, including you, Sean, including you, you all said, oh no, when you see more, you will understand the points you made. They are not correct. Here's the fucking thing. I fucking nailed it in the last revisit. I was totally correct. Like, yeah, turns out five hours was enough. And if, and now I have the whole entire show to reemphasize that fact, y'all. Um, Which I want to now double down. It's not a bad show. It's a fine show. Tyga's absolute trash as a character. Um, I thought that there were moments where I thought the show was going to be a seven and then it went down to a 6.5. Now it's probably around, I think, a six or a 5.5 for me, Um, which is still good. It's, it's a good show, but... Let me put it this way. If I would have seen the show when I was like between 11 and 14, maybe 15, right? Oh, yeah. It'd be tugging at my heartstrings. I'd be like, oh, super invested, all in. It would leave me emotionally vacant on the inside afterwards. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Uh, if only there was more. All, all of those things. And so for all those people in that category who saw it in, the, in that time of their life and feel a great nostalgia for it, I, I understand. That's fine. It's okay. Just like I, I would say the same about the people who, who have similar opinions about Twilight novels. Oh, it's fuck. Fun to bash on these. No, look, it's fun to bash on things no. like Twilight. No. But Ram. I think it gets it gets more criticism than it deserves. Now, it, there's a lot of deserved criticism. Sure. But if, if if you're if you're like in that 11 to 15 range and you're enjoying it and it's striking a chord with you, that's fine. That's okay. It doesn't need to be amazing quality to accomplish that, and it doesn't invalidate how you feel about it. But if you came up to me, so if, if, if you tell me that's how you feel about Twilight, totally cool. I get it. But then if you tell me, you know, Twilight really deserved a Pulitzer, one of the greatest romances of our age, well, now we're going to have a strong disagreement. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was about to agree with you until you made the Twilight comparison. Because <laughs> now I, I legitimately can't. Because guess what, Rem? I watched this series when I was, uh, let's see, 2008 when it first came out was when I saw it. So I would have been around that age range. And guess what? Twilight also came out around that age range. I read them around the same time. And y'all, I hated Twilight back then. And well, yeah, I, I but you're, you're, you're a weep, so there's some weep biases going okay, on. Okay, listen here, fuckface. But let's hear, I'm, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. 
people were like, oh, Edward, so good. And others were like, wow, he's a real abusive asshole. Y'all, Tyga is just Edward fucking Cullen. Oh, She's also God. an abusive asshole. Oh, God. Am I, is she not an abusive asshole? Would, Sean, let me ask you. Is there any situation where you would see a relationship like that going on with one of your friends and you wouldn't be like, hey, um, is everything good? Because it does not seem good. Because I would do that with any of my friends if I saw that going on. I mean, just because it has happened in the past and I have seen it multiple times does. Ah, and unfortunately, the the putting the Sundere ideal on a pedestal leads has led to a lot of people, including far too many exes of both of ours, to behave in similar ways, thinking that it's cute or charming or or positive. And guys, it's not. Having poor communication and being physically violent, that's not a good relationship. <laughs> like, Ryuji gave everything to her. And what, at the end, all right, it turns out it's good that she's dependent on him. No, guys, don't worry. At one point, she did her own dishes. Oh, okay, cool. I, I guess she's really grown up as a person then. <laughs> like, Taiga is a god-awful character. Toradora, despite that, and despite centering around Taiga as the primary focus of the entire show, still a good show. Not an amazing show by any means. Still a good show. And if you adore Taiga, if you're like, hey, Sundarays are my fucking jam, I'm sure you'll fucking adore this show. You'll be all the fuck in. But no can do on my end. You had to bring Twilight into the occasion, though. That's what I'm stuck on. You no, here's the thing. I think I think it, it's, it's a great example because it's deliberately provocative, but at the same time, the entire point is that I think Twilight deserves a lot of critique but doesn't deserve nearly as much hate. I don't know. I've got strong opinions on that series. Also... Nice to do why! Look, if we did an episode on Twilight, you would hear me lay out all of my endless critiques, and it would almost 100% chance be worse than Toradora. Almost guarantee that by the end I would feel that way. Uh, but the the parallels, I believe, are strong enough to be made uh, in, in the arguments that I listed. We're never doing an episode on Twilight. I, it ain't fucking happening. Don't put that thought into uh. their heads, Remington. They're going to start sending email requests about it to make it a bullshit April Fool's episode, and I do not want that. I will die. Hey, we finally had an April Fool's episode where I showed you an anime. Fuck off. Fuck off. No, you're trying to take credit again. You can't yeah. do that shit. This is an April Fool's episode. I want to make it abundantly clear. It is clear. so not. It is so not. It is. It is. No, absolutely not. I fucking refuse. You, you can deny it all that you want, but... It is. So, uh, voice of the people, you're welcome, everybody. You thieving prick. Those. You're not allowed to take credit for this. <laughs> no, you knew we were planning this for feckin' weeks after they all unionized, you jackass. Oh, man. I'm gonna... Uh, but yeah, l l long story short, I'm gonna get crucified for my opinions, but I was the one who spent a week binging this fucking anime... After so many people said five hours wasn't enough to make an opinion, oh no, let's go for 12. Uh, and and no, I've, I've backed up my points. If you disagree with me, that's okay. And once again, I like the show. I give it a thumbs up. And if you adore the show, even if it's for nostalgic reasons, that's okay. That's totally valid. But your enjoyment of the show is not equivalent to the show's quality. So I just want to make that clear. 
Oh my Christ. Well, as always, direct your emails at Remington because I I don't I don't want to hear it. But uh, so then I guess yeah I have to ask Rem. Do you have any uh, guesses on the score of this show, the Mal score specifically? Oh, I mean it was it. Uh, we've done this. It was like eight point something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm just remembering if you remember it. Four something crazy. Yeah. Well, hilar- interestingly enough, actually, Rem. Uh, the score has changed a little bit, from if I recall correctly. I didn't re-listen to the episodes, but I do remember it being higher, distinctly. Uh, but currently, Toradora, with 1.14 million ratings, which is one of the highest we've ever had, yeah. uh, is currently sitting at 8.14, which, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's a few, like, 10th positions lower than it used to be. I'm just saying, guys, nostalgia and the power of... of- Sundarabe nonsense is very powerful. Don't you guys can't let that translate to anger towards me. All right, look, <laughs> and you, need, if- you need to go on the journey that you seem to believe that Taiga did, and need to to get some independence and and learn learn to free yourself from the irrational rage. All right, oh, now, I don't think Taiga went on that journey, but evidently you guys do. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Be the taiga you think is there, not the taiga I think is there. Oh, Jesus Christ. And just for frame of reference, just in case you're curious, uh, if, we, if we're if uh, we comparing it to other shows in the same uh, ranking system, uh, Toradora is literally two slots above No Game, No Life in terms of score. <laughs> and about... Uh, Oh, of course. Of and course. about a dozen slots beneath the second season of quintessential qu- quintuplets. So that's <laughs> off all of you fuckers. That 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 Get shows. The <laughs> that's where the rating system is on this. It's oh ranked, yeah, real reliable. It, it's ranked number three hundred and eighty-five out of all anime uh, on the Jesus site, which is God. both hilarious and I I th- I noticed that comparison when I was da- doing my notes on this, oh, and I, I I just fuck. had to bring it up because I I knew that would <laughs> be all worth right. Mentioning. Well, there are the episode it lasted forever, just like we thought. Let let's round things out, Sean. All right. So final question, Remington. Any chance you'd want to watch Toradora ever again? Um, it was a fine thing to watch once. Um, it is not something I would watch again. Um, I've seen it all through, and that's enough. All right, fair enough. And don't say we never do anything for you folks. Uh, we try. <laughs> even if You're some- welcome. If, even if somebody tries to undermine your efforts. <laughs> but with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed Remington tearing apart a childhood classic, uh then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and leave us a review. It means the world to us, and we do read every single one. And if you'd like to support us more directly, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where both myself and Remington and occasionally Dylan, I'm working on it, I'm working on forcing him into (laughs) it, uh, we'll do some lovely video game streams, super casual affairs, but we'd love to see you there. And if you'd like to support us even more directly, you can head on over to patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext where you can get access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to have your name read aloud on the podcast. So Remington, who are we thanking this week? And hopefully we can do it quick because my God, this is going to be one of our longest episodes in a long ass time. Yep. Uh, I also want a brief interlude. Uh, Spotify is finally doing actual reviews for podcasts. Oh, really? So uh, all the people who've like sent us emails being like, I can't review on Spotify. Why do you always mention it? 
Uh, we we were just future proofing it. We knew this day would come. <laughs> yeah, we Hell always yeah. knew. And it's definitely not because most of our listeners are on Spotify. And every time I say the word Spotify, Spotify gets a little happy. And they're like, hey, they said Spotify. <laughs> Spotify perks up and is like, oh, yeah, that's it, bitch. Um, they, they, we've been, I've been making the request for Spotify reviews for years at this point. So I'm just glad that they decided to listen. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, You're of course, welcome. we have we want to thank all of our bland bitch protagonists as well as our magical girls, but we move on to our yandere waifus who are subjecting us to the torture of many sundere waifus to to just niggle at all of our uh, sanity that remains. And on that list, we have Alex, the indecipherable eldritch horror, read the name Rem, you coward. Also, that's not a B, it's an exit. Uh, Xanax, yandere neko, you here? What do you wish for this holiday season? I wish to get more people to play white swords. I... Wish freedom. Uh, <laughs> my You're an American, Ram. You always have freedom. <laughs> hey, hey. Vaney Jordan, uh, Juliana, Trevor Stoltz, totally God. Torador for Christmas, motherfuckers. There you go. The Susanator, Sticky Jelly, Spark Project, Wants and Joey Willie. Hey, Yugs, we're going to watch Torador for Christmas. Happy holidays. And we did. Uh, silent, second, silent Secondary, sorry, mother. Senpai go Uzai Kohai no Hanashi is everything I wished it would be. Sarah Birch, Sammy Pritchard, Salty Pretzel. Remington's cum sock. Oh, oh God. God. Uh, oh. I got. Don't use a sock. No. <laughs> yeah, there's guys. There, there, there's uh, plenty of better options than a sock. <laughs> there's alternatives. Like. Remington Merrill. <laughs> Remington, give next year different types of wooden barrels, oak, etc. Ready to be isekai. Please, Daddy Sean, give us Tordor Christmas episode. Woo, did it? Uh, power Fantasy MC, but every time he uses his power, he gets less screen time. I uh, love the idea. No probe eighty nine. No waifu. No laifu. No clever shit this time. We had to postpone Ice and Dice to 2023 because COVID. I'm sad and stressed. I don't like disappointing people. Hey, it happens. That's okay. All right. Get vaccinated, folks. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Get vaccinated for Ice and Dice, all right? Uh, Navi, Mike the Mutilator. Mechanic Weeb wants to know which is better, Case IH or John Deere. Matthew Drum says Rem's a bitch. Marky Hughes. Mockchop92. Lukio. Luke Offenberger. Lucifer. Lonely Geek 23. Locked in Daddy Rem's basement. Don't send help. Kazumaraka. Casey Mosley. Cassidy. Just a Traveler, Jax, Ichigo Simp 15 I'm writing a book on reverse psychology. Please don't buy it. I, Remington, enjoy Moe Lolly Girls. I, Remington, am known as the voice of the people and those people say Toradora. I got you. Uh, I guess you're on Keter duty. I am 100% serious. I will send baked goods if you do. If you watch Toradora for Christmas. I look forward to them. Uh, I, aha, you thought this was another Green Day repeat, but it was me, Dio. Hunter Davies. Hey, Yugs, come get smashed at your local pub. Uh, hey, Rem, let me tongue punch your fart box. Hey, chuckle and fuck, went Toradora when? Right fucking now. Uh, good job, says Misaka. Glenn Michael Dolan, go see BC character ASMR has ruined my life. Fuck the fox and boy, friend the man man, watched and finished all of Toradora in one night, and it was worth it. <laughs> uh, formerly <laughs> wants to <laughs> take all those who changed their name to Toradora Christmas for the Tracy Avery. Good cause, y'all. Uh, Fallen Ghoul, hey, Yooks, it's time for Toradora Christmas. We've genuinely reached the point where there's not only multiple Toradors and multiple A Yooks, there's multiple A Yooks Toradora Christmas. Yeah, like, no, we're, we've. I We're reaching that, the fucking singularity of inappropriate Joey Wheeler Torador Christmas. I, like, uh, I think the final count was 15 people changed their name before this episode got released. So, it's real good. It's real good. Uh, Dracula United Hentai Production Manager, Dr. Zorganite, Dua, Data Type, Dark Swarm 713, Danny Morabito, Creed 13, Cody, Shy 900, Christian Moss, Cheese Monkey, Cajun House, Brockhard for GU Dudes, Be Like Harry and Don't Fuck Your Sister Unless It's Your Redheaded Best Friend Sister. Uh, Ariel Bird, Anime Aunt, but in context, Andrew Rauke, Elise Howard, 
Alpha Weeb also wants the Torador revisit since my friend hated it when I showed it to him. I, I disagree with hating it, but I probably have many similar critiques. Uh, all All Father wants for Christmas is a Torador Christmas episode. Oh, whoa, you got it. Uh, Adam McLaughlin and hashtag Torador Christmas Sausage Fest. Uh, one add two ain't bad. Uh, so, so there you guys go to our Yana Ray waifus, but we move on to the Boy Wizard tier where every Boy Wizard, uh, because it's Christmas time, they are going to get a spell, but not just a spell, but a, a Christmas cold spell from D&D. All right. So. Oh God, there aren't that many. There are. Uh, there's enough. Okay. There is enough. All right. Um. <laughs> I know because I, I have tried to make uh, character concepts based on cold damage and. You gotta be very generous, and you gotta have a sword. Yeah, you, you, you try, like, chilling hands, and then you learn it's necrotic, and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, why procrastinate? That's complicated. Why continue fear, I think, of admitting a task's ease, of not knowing why one can't stop. Uh, this very insightful thing, you're gonna get, um, a frigid blade. Um, <laughs> which is what happens if you go skinny tipping in winter. <laughs> you may say the barrel has fallen into the abyss. I ever say it was made in the abyss. And within that abyss, you are going to get Wall of Ice. Uh, whether you are getting this ca cast upon you or casting it yourself, you know, who knows? Flip a coin. Uh, heads, you're the one casting it. Tails, good luck, fucker. Um, <laughs> when are you going to review Nyankoi, my favorite? Uh, you are going to get the, oh God, far too relatable, Corona of Cold. Uh, <laughs> uh, warning, you've reached the bottom of the barrel. You are going to get... Ice Dragon's Teeth, which apparently is a spell. Um, Tony the Great, you are going to get Armor of Agathis. Uh, Sean, I have to admit that I watch Boku no Pico in my free time and I love it. You get Ice Dagger. Uh, Sean's, Sean, my favorite, my fave, Sean's my fave skeletal twink dom daddy. Oh, God. Uh, you are <laughs> going to get, not, not an Ice Dagger, but an Ice Dart. Um, Rem's Big Toe, you get Nice Axe. Okay, you're dipping into like third edition, I think. It, that's fine. Okay. It's all D&D, my dude. I mean, uh, it is. Pocket Gamer 513, you are going to get uh, Erkanax Icy Breath. PL Mare, you are going to get uh, Frost Fingers. Uh, Pilkster the Simple Gear Advocate, you get Ice Storm. Mizrar, you are going to get Sloth Strike. Uh, MT the Poet, you are going to get Zajamarn's Field of Icy Razors. Momo the Griff, you are going to get uh, Hands of Ibar. Mike wants an Overlord review. You are going to get straight up just freeze. Nice, straightforward. Uh, Miguel Delion, you're going to get Frigid Darkness. Uh, Merry Xmas from Lord B Br Lord Brockdoof to everyone. If this is a Torador revisit, we did it, boys. If not, Rem, give Sean herpes. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking uh, Christ. That's that's a. I'm glad we did it now. Uh, good old Baderpies. And on that, you are going to get uh, Frost Backlash. Justin Kessinger, you are going to get. Tiramail's Energy Spheres. Uh, Inuyasha is my favorite cryptid. Approves of Sean's Christopher Walken impression. Truly magnificent. You are going to get um, Ice Gauntlet. I live in Ogden. Yes, that one. You get Arl's Flowers. Uh, if the Torador Christmas re episode happens, I will get a copy of the Chef Musco All-Star Edition from Isimp for Amelia. Uh, well, great news. Uh, and you'll also get Cone of Cold. Classic. Uh, I will continue asking for Torador visit for Christmas, even if we don't get one, including sending multiple weekly emails. Well, congratulations. Here you go. And you also get Obedient Avalanche. It'll, it'll obey you. Uh, Hinata is a ball of sunshine. You get uh, Ray of Frost. Uh, Beethoven 1201, very different from what you get, which is Polar Ray, you know. Uh, Aaron Hegland, you're going to get Sleet Storm. Uh, and that's all. Thank you all so, so much. And finally, we move on 
to uh to the inappropriate Joey Wheeler. Um, each one of you are going to get uh a a Sundere line from inappropriate Joey Wheeler himself. Uh, but from Sean's iteration of of Sundere inappropriate Joey Wheeler. Um, start with uh Tucker Schmidt. Oh John? God, I thought I was done with the impressions. <laughs> Well, this one, I mean, this isn't an impression. This is, you just got to embody inappropriate Joey Wheeler, you know? But also, as a Sundere. Oh, God. I, I, I'll tell you what, I'll do one of them. Uh, you just let me know which one. Oh, God, I don't know if I I can start to. things off and you can cover the rest, or, or you can throw me down later. <sighs> you started off. I need to emotionally prepare myself. All right. Hey, Tucker, I don't love you! And then beats the fucking shit out of you. Bam, 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 bam. But then I blush. <laughs> Alright, I started pretty strong, good luck Uh, Silicon Spectre, you're next Hey, Silicon Spectre You know what I like about you? Nothing, maybe There we go Uh, Alright, then we get Pope of the Church of Remington Chase What do you have for the Pope? Hey, you know, I ain't much a fan of religion But it's like, you know I'd be willing to attend a sermon or two if you like uh, much love for the holiday season, Sean Rem and Dylan Hart. Uh, much love to you as well. In fact, I think so, a certain someone has, has some love to provide. Oh, man. I love? No. I, I, I ain't about love, you know? I'm just here to have a good time. Uh, and, you know, look, it's, I just don't, well, uh, thank you. <laughs> All right, so then we have my dear old mom. Tread carefully, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank uh, thank you for for Remington, I guess, Babaka. <laughs> Excuse me, what the fuck did you just call my mother, you son of a bitch? Uh, and, and last but not least, the 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 guy who was just given more more than he should, uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, it's Dylan Hayden. What what do you have for for this big spender? Uh, Dylan Hayden, you're like, oh God. Uh, I just I just don't want. I'm going a bit Australian. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Oh, Alright, as we see here, I've just played my trap card. Laying a trap card of Cinderace. What the fuck is going on? Alright, hold on. Let me, re- let me reset my Joey Wheeler. Holy fuck. Hey, Yorks. Oh. Hey, Yorks. Hey, I'm walking here. Alright. Hey, hey, Dylan. Like, it's not... Like you're giving us too much money or anything, but you mean a lot to me. Perfect, Forget it, perfect. Baka. Run, runs away. <laughs> All right. If you guys would like to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod, <laughs> uh, or you can send an email over to, onto AnimeOutOfContext.gmail.com. Fucked it up a little bit. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We've been recording for over two hours. We're fine. Uh <laughs> So with that in mind, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a very Merry Christmas. We love you all very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Listen here, little bitch boy. Fucking do it. Tyga. It's just Edward fucking Cullen. You capitalist pig! (laughs) It's a very brutal scene, all things considered, in this, you know, slices live comedy drama. Dramedy comma. He quits the council, has a breakdown, dyes his hair blonde, starts a a sex cult. 
but Rem, can you even call yourself my friend if you're not willing to slap a bitch with a penis? Uh, basically, the father's molesting children storyline is just like a way worse version of the storyline in Fairly Odd Parents. Taiga and Kitamura, they, they die at the end by a bonfire. Doug Dimidome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidome, has become the patron saint of broken hearts. And I will not explain that because it's virtually meaningless. Dylan is a bit of a selfish, careless asshole who's really immature. Sean has no, like, personality or existence himself. I'll tell you what, Sean. Um, if a girl rejected you, right? Right. I'm going to go and bring a kendo stick to beat the shit out of her. That's, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I would hope you'd expect that of me because it would be unhinged. I, you know me, love me some dicks. By the way, I love con. She takes Ryuji Lynch, small dick, but then she just decides to fuck everybody. Ryuji starts molesting Taiga and her dad, and then it gets faster and minorine, and then eventually everybody joins in. Yeah.